0: Welcome to Greater Finance Daily. We bring you the latest from the ongoing crypto and fintech revolution and I'm Gustav.
1: And I'm Alex.
0: Good morning Alex, it's Monday, it's October the 4th.
1: How are you doing? I'm doing fine, time is flying, I'm feeling stressed. How are you doing? I'm great, why are you stressed? Well, time flies, crypto markets moving, always new things, stresses me up a bit.
0: All right. Well, um, um, have you had a look at the market over the weekend?
1: Yeah, I've been following quite a lot, quite closely this weekend. Um, as most of you know, we've had some uh, bullish movement in price. We have Bitcoin trading around forty-eight thousand, Ethereum three thousand three hundred sixty dollars. We finally managed to to make a stance in the Ethereum price. I think where. 3,000 was a key level, don't you think, Gustav? Maybe. I'm not
0: so much into those uh, levels and the technical part of trading and so on. I do believe in this in the long term. That's cool. Anyway, what news do we have today? I think Nigeria's federal high court approves the country's CBDC rollout. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Then we have said uh, some recommendations on CBDCs coming from the IMF. Grayscale will add Solana and Uniswap to their digital large cap fund, and then El Salvador, the Bitcoin country, gives out some um, uh, subsidies on of uh, on um, for people who pay with BTC. And then Chase. Uh, JP Morgan's chase taps 10x for UK Digital Bank. So, if you jump to the first one, what is happening in Nigeria, Alex?
1: So, the federal high court there has approved the e Naira for us for this rollout, which is the central bank digital currency. Um, and this, as we've been talking about in the past, they are promising a, a faster, cheaper, and more secure option for monetary transactions in Nigeria and uh, the e naira will be issued by the central bank and supported by a homegrown wallet uh it's actually called the e naira wallet so um this was approved on a hearing held on october october the 2nd and um what's interesting here is that uh the, this e naira can be held by anyone so even you and me can hold it it will be available universally they say mm mm-hmm. So that that is uh, interesting because when you think about it, getting hold of Nigeria Nigerian uh, coins these days, I'm, I'm not sure what they use for as a currency there. Do you know, by the way?
0: I actually don't know,
1: but probably some
0: local coin uh, <laughs> currency.
1: I, yeah. Anyway, it will be interesting because, as, as you see, there with um, central bank digital currency promises, all of them are promising a more interoperable world and. If we can easily just download the e e-Nairo wallet and get hold of of their currency, that would be awesome
0: yeah and i I, I also believe that it's uh, great for the country Nigeria to sort of defend themselves against uh, the the growing uh, space of digital currencies if if they don't do this then I guess that they uh, the people in Nigeria will adopt other currencies and then there will be very hard for the the government and the, the regulators and so on in the country to actually decide on and, and, and use the currency to, to drive the country forward. And I see here also in the report that, or in the article that there are... Uh, reports that show in Kenya, South Africa, Nigeria, and Tanzania, they have been seen as the most crypto adopting countries in African nations. And they do believe that this uh, has to do with the fear of in- inflation. Uh, and uh, they have seen a uh, growth between July 2020 to July 2021 of 1,200% in crypto in those countries. So I think it's really interesting to follow this development. 100%.
1: Um,
0: Up next is some recommendations coming from the IMF um, on CBDCs. What have they said?
1: Yeah, so they have given out recommendations on CBDCs, as you mentioned, and also on uh, crypto. So they've released a set of policies for the emerging markets and <clears throat> developing economies to ensure financial stability amid this global crypto adoption that is going on. Um, they also, like Nigeria here, they are quick to point out that they see the potential of these crypto assets as a tool for faster, cheap and cheaper cross-border payments. Um, but to counter the the, the financial stability challenges. Because they see lots of crypto trading is, is pushing the price up and down. It becomes very volatile, according to them. To counter this, they, they want to have some um, specific rules and regulations around this. So they said that policymakers should implement global standards for crypto assets and enhance their ability to monitor the crypto ecosystem by addressing data gaps. So emerging markets faced with cryptoization risks should strengthen macroeconomic policies and consider the benefits of issuing central bank digital currencies. So I think IMF is here trying to move um, move the, the, the way into CBDCs, these currencies, because with them, it will be easier to control what's happening outside of the economy or within the crypto economy. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tricks there, Gustav?
0: Not really, actually. I just think it's interesting developments. And I noticed that they say that the the, the report attributes high returns, transaction costs, and uh, speed, but also anti-money laundering, uh, regulations standards as the primary drivers so they, they talk about reduced anti-money laundering standards as the primary drivers for crypto adoption so that's interesting since we have seen <laughs> a lot of increased uh, AML uh, regulations now they talk about reduced as, as a driver and yeah, that could I definitely see yeah, as a driver um, up next is grayscale They add Solana and Uniswap to their large cap fund. Um, Grayscale are one of the world's biggest holders of bitcoins. But what do they more do, Alex?
1: Well, in general, they are a digital currency investing and cryptocurrency asset management company. So they are in the space of cryptocurrencies and making sure uh, to to invest in, in stuff they believe in, basically.
0: And now their customers or clients can also get uh, exposure to Solana and uh, Uniswap. So that's an interesting development, adding to new uh, assets or digital assets, except for what I believe have been Ethereum and Bitcoin before. At least what I do 100% know is Bitcoin. But I believe that also Ethereum is there in their portfolios. There might be some other currencies as well. Uh, but I think it's really interesting that they look at uh, or that they add those uh, sort of smaller. They're not small but but smaller than uh, in, in uh, uh, when you take consider how big Bitcoin is, for example.
1: Yeah, and I see here that their position of Sol, like the Solana token, is three point twenty four percent, and the uniswap token is making up one percent of the fund overall. I'm extremely curious to know how they come up to to the amount of, like, why did they choose 3.24% for Solana, for example? Do you know how they they pick out? No clue. (laughs) No clue. (laughs) What did you say? No clue. Okay.
0: (laughs) Anyway. Moving on to El Salvador introduces fuel subsidy of $0.2 per gallon to locals who pay in Bitcoin. So uh, we all, I also saw that uh, the, the president, um, Bukivo or what his name is, uh, tweeted that they are now above $3 million people in El Salvador using the the, low, the, the government-backed uh, Bitcoin wallet, Chivo. And uh, that's really interesting. In a country where 6 million people um, uh, live, they have about 1 million people who have a bank account. I've at least read that. Uh, I need to look up my sources on that. Then now almost three times more have... A Bitcoin wallet in this country, so that's really interesting. But here they try to even further uh, put fuel on the adoption of this wallet. I assume, or what is your thoughts on this, Alex?
1: Yeah, exactly. As you have the three million people there, they can just use their Bitcoin wallet now and go and pay when they fuel their car. Uh, they, they can get zero point two dollars per gallon as a uh, in special price, which is. I think it's an incentive more than anything else in order for them to to, to use it, basically, the, the Chivo wallet. Um, I, I think this is some interesting stuff, but it should be highlighted as this article is also mentioning that uh, there are people who are extremely critical to this. There is one guy saying those 20 cents will come from all of us, right? So the guess station does not lose, there goes the refund after paid with the taxes of even those who walk on foot. Mm -hmm. So now everyone is basically subsidizing the extra price that people who pay with the Chiva wallet can get on while uh, fueling their car.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, let's see how this develops. I think this is a huge uh, experiment and, and really interesting one to follow. I'm not sure what I should Believe in, in this. If I'm, if it's good or bad, I I, I must think it's a great uh, thing that's happening that that we can follow and see how it turns out. And I pray that it turns out well, and no castro- catastrophic uh, situation will occur in in, in El Salvador. <clears throat> anyway, we have a final topic, which is about. JP Morgan Chase recently launched UK Digital Bank and was built with 10x banking, a cloud native fintech set up by former Barclays chief Anthony Jenkins. Have you had any look at this, Alex?
1: Yeah, I've had a quick look here. So as you mentioned there, the 10x and JP Morgan has been working with each other to build uh, JP Morgan's UK digital banking platform. And um it was launched. Last month and um, has uh, like with a current account, but Chase intend to uh, eventually expand into personal lending, investment, and even mortgages in a bid to upend the UK banking market. So, I think uh, th- the key here to understand from this news is that 10x is allowing uh, JP Morgan Chase to provide a scalable, ar- scalable architecture uh, from which to build a wide range of products. As you mentioned, there are cloud native platform, uh, easy to scale on demand uh, compared to if you only have on-prem solutions like all the infrastructure, it's very hard to scale and meet demand and uh, be flexible in that way. So I think this news is basically highlighting the the innovative uh, way in, in the fintech world to move into cloud cloud native stuff. Uh, you've been talking about some other companies in the past, Gustav, as well doing similar things
0: yeah I mean we have covered the thought machine so it's uh, yeah, it's interesting to see how this continues to, to take over the, the fintech world anyway I think we are it's time to round up um, do we have any final takes Alex on anything
1: the final takes for today is don't miss out our weekly newsletter which you can sign up on our website greater.finance exactly do you have any final takes Gustav? Uh,
0: not really looking forward to a week of full of uh, exciting happenings and news and uh, let's see you all tomorrow again or we don't see you but you will hear us tomorrow morning central european time All right, guys. Thank you so much and have a great day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.